This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. अंग्रेज अपना लगान और न्यूज लॉन्ड्री अपना हफ्ता कभी नहीं छोड़ते द न्यूज लॉन्ड्री टीम इज बैक इन ऑफिस टू रिकॉर्ड अ वीकली हफ्ता एंड ऑल द अदर शोज दैट वी डू वीकली वी ऑल क्रंच दम इन टू वन डे सो दर इज मिनिमम मूवमेंट एंड वी मेंटेन सोशल डिस्टेंसिंग इज मच एज पॉसिबल टूडे इज वी एंटर द थर्ड वीक ऑफ द लॉकडाउन थर्ड वीक The repercussions are felt the world over. We shall discuss the new ILO report. That's the International Labour Organization, and it has a really dire prediction on not just the world, but specifically India, and how it's going to impact our labour force and jobs. We are seeing some of that already play out. Other than that, uh, we have a whole bunch of other COVID-related headlines that I will go over, but not before I introduce you to our panel and give you a couple of announcements that I have. So first, our panel. In the news laundry office, we have Raman Kripal. Hi, Mehraj. Hello, Manisha. Hello. And joining us on the phone line are Shoaib Daniel and Anand Vardhan. Shoaib, you have probably heard him before on our podcasts. Uh, Shoaib has been on Hafta before, if I'm not wrong. I was yeah, there on yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, he's been on and Hafta. And I don't know if he's been on Charcha. He's the assistant editor at Scroll. Hi, Shoaib. Hi, Abhinandan. Where are you right now? I am uh, relaxing at home in Calcutta right now. Oh, you happen to be in Kolkata, or you were there no, when? No, no. I, uh, with great foresight, I understood that shit is going to go down. So before uh, things became very bad, I went to Calcutta. So I, I, while I, I have a flat in Delhi, and the scroll office is in Delhi. My family is in Calcutta, so I thought I would like to be with them. You're the migrant uh, worker who left my, in time. My mental sanity as well as theirs. Yes, not unusual that all migrants would like to be back home. <laughs> so, uh, migrant worker, this is exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. So you empathize with the people, unlike some others who say that. Are why do they want to go? Yeah, khana to mil raha hai. To yahi sadak pe pade raho. Khair. Also joining us from Patna. is our colleague anand vardhan hi anand how are things in patna any change from last Hello. time no minor changes are there but not drastic well one change i saw is in the morning while doing yoga i saw nitish kumar's public awareness spot on how don't panic the bihar government will be there to make sure no one goes hungry so uh, it is very rare to see bihar government advertising on national english channels but i see that all states now are the only revenue source On that note I think it's a good time for me to say pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served and advertisers pay advertisers are served we will be discussing that and it's not a black and white position especially in the current context it is nuanced in the context of what Sonia Gandhi said we shall be discussing some of that as well also we have two new podcasts that we have launched one is of course highway on my podcast with rocky mayur and prashant uh, we've created several travel and food shows over 10 years we've traveled the country by road we will be bringing the highway to you since you can't go on the highway for this lockdown period and hopefully you can get to travel the country with us while you are stuck at home we also have a newsletter that you can sign up to where we'll send you photographs and share the experiences in a little more detail the other podcast we've launched is NL versus NL news laundry versus news laundry is something that many of you know we've been trying for a long time we've been planning it we finally rolled it out the concept is people within the news laundry team uh, don't often agree on things uh, in fact very often disagree on a lot of things and the idea is that debate and discussion and and arguments that were once a constructive exercise where it was like sharpening your sword you'd have to come up with better, better arguments and better you know reasons to engage in a debate 
you could still disagree and leave as friends however in the current environment thanks mostly to social media and prime time a debate means a fight and to hurl insults at each other so we are trying to do a show we can reclaim the debate so people within the first five episodes are just within the news laundry team 20 minutes we have a debate on a thing that we disagree on and then we'll be opening that out to news laundry subscribers we'll be sending all of you forms some of you have already received those forms you fill in those forms and then we will make matches on someone who disagrees with you and we can have a civil debate and leave as friends it's a politicalshadi.com like meghnath called it yes politicalshadi.com we can test if opposites actually attract and nl versus nl is going to be available on the news laundry conversation channel so we have another channel other than hafta and awful and awesome and uh, highway on my podcast one channel called news laundry conversations NL versus NL is on that channel so please subscribe to that channel so news laundry conversations as a channel is available on all your podcast platforms just like highway on my podcast awful and awesome and hafta r it's on stitcher castbox itunes or whatever your podcast platform so do check it out give us a high ranking so others find it easier to discover news laundry podcasts and also do contribute to scroll they do some fantastic ground reporting one of the few bastions that is doing ground reporting they too take subscriptions and pay to keep news independent and free on that note uh, what are the headlines manisha bad headlines an ilo report says that about 400 million workers in india may sink into poverty the bmc has said that mumbai has reached community transmission this though we've not testing aggressively but judging from other countries experience it's believed that mumbai too has reached community transmission uh, hospitals have been shut in mumbai at least three that i know of they've been shut for a while because there were nurses and doctors that were tested positive there so they've shut it to sanitize the place uh, india must sa- prepare for an onslaught of one of asia's biggest slums report first dharavi reported the first death by of a 50 56 year old man but it hasn't spread too much in dharavi is what i heard last not that we know of yet anyway yeah uh, there was huge uh, drama and outrage around the whole trump modi exchange uh, over uh, hcq which is uh, how do you pronounce it hydrochloroquine 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 quinine yeah, yeah, i'm an expert in hcq because i had uh, i had malaria seven times in my life dear are you serious <laughs> wow um um yeah so like doctors were perplexed when if i remember this correctly i have to check with my mother but apparently it had got stuck in my liver or something oh my god so uh, it, it's actually it's a very common drug in india as is kind of obvious after this controversy so most indians would have taken quinine it's sometimes just called quinine yeah. yeah 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 quinine uh, is what yeah the so, uh, brain name usually is something H- in their life it is hcqs that's the easier thing so i mean yeah. it's usually also a lot of people who have lupus or rheumatoid arthritis they can't do without this medicine so they use that as a, it it is yeah. like their lifetime medicine they can't do without it so they have to get it so Arthritis. there was yeah. a ban on it that the prime minister had yeah. you know executed and within 48 hours the ban was lifted because mr trump wanted some and that led to another controversy that hmm, the yeah. strong man is given in we can uh, uh, look at the timeline of the controversy i think it, it was blown out of proportion right but uh, shoaib is probably if if studies are correct then shoaib is probably like super immune to coronavirus he's at it 70 so that's what i i, I was I'm you can just go wild shake hands with so everyone is it like the magic potion of asterix where you once you're dipped in it 
you have lifelong powers <laughs> you're the you're you the corona obelisk again and again <laughs> oh, only if you believe trump nobody else <laughs> uh, india started to turn trains into isolation wards uh, healthcare workers disturbing news of healthcare workers being attacked in indore and hyderabad there was one case outside of sardarjan in delhi too i think a 40 year old man attacked her and accused her of spreading coronavirus and also in a housing society where a doctor when she was going home the neighbors attacked her and then that neighbor was arrested as well the up and delhi government have taken stringent measures uh, they have sealed uh, certain zones in certain districts as containment areas from where you cannot get in or get out uh, i think about 15 districts in up and about 20 small pockets in delhi have been declared as containment zones and then there are not the entire district certain parts, parts within of the districts district. yeah right and then there are certain hotspots also hmm. uh, so and uh, the prime minister had a meeting with state heads yesterday and it's likely that the lock- lockdown may continue beyond april 15th though he's going to confirm in a day or two disturbing news also coming of uh, muslims being uh, caricaturized as spread of coronavirus you've had some fake news on mainstream news platforms and you've had the usual suspects on whatsapp um, you know spreading videos and stuff like that showing uh, that muslims are spreading uh, the coronavirus and this has led to some attacks on muslims families have been driven away there's been one death in jharkhand over rumors of a muslim man spitting so that's i don't know if anywhere else in the world uh, such things have happened yeah. yeah well not yet anyway uh, then ayodhya police has suggested reading alt news rather than whatsapp because ani had erroneously put out a tweet i mean ani has been doing that frequently but the it's last it's not erroneously anymore I mean. <laughs> yeah. but what is the last one that the, the that the up police refuted that there were some cases that were not connected to tablighi jamaat they that yeah. was in uh, noida yeah. yeah yes a person had been tested positive and they just randomly added tablighi in the middle of this so the up police said yeah. that is not true Ab- and then everyone said wow up police and up police actually tweeted out alt news and alt news is the swan enemy if you will see of the right wing left wing polarized world he is the most anti modi bhakt hate him so for yogi's police to endorse alt news to cut ani down to size was revelation and a surprise to many but unsurprisingly that tweet has been deleted <laughs> as yeah. we are recording this so yesterday's jubilation of the up police being non partisan and doing their job well well suck on that because they could not even keep that tweet up so but even for the briefest of moments you could say these are really unprecedented times for once yes. Meanwhile three ter- soldiers dead and five terrorists killed in JNK's Kupwara usually this is the time where you have people coming from Pakistan and militants and terrorists because the snow starts melting in April May and that's the peak time when the action starts although i i don't know whether this is going to impact things because i read a really interesting piece and in fact BBC had a really nice uh, story on in South Africa hardcore drug gangs and you know who go around killing each other usually are using their networks to get food to the needy and you know so they were interviewing one gang member he says so i boss called up the other boss and they said look at this time let's just quit the war we'll resume our drug war once this is behind us so i mean that is the kind of humanity you see even in hardcore drug cartels in, in south uh, africa in brazil uh, so all these gangs because bolsonaro's government like He, being the nut he is so he's telling people it's no big deal nothing and mm. all that so it's the these gangs in the favelas which are the the slums they are imposing these social distancing restrictions and lockdown can you imagine yeah so they are making the drug the the, the these they're doing the work of the government yeah, basically gang. yeah meanwhile oyo pledges to house covid 19 frontline staff the founder ritesh agarwal has said that selected sites from his international network of hotels and homestays would be designed to house 
healthcare professionals. And as usual, scammers are at it, even at times like this. The latest one being selling the world's tallest statue. So the police has lodged a case because some fraudster decided to say that the, for 4 billion you can buy that the Gujarat major statue here, the statue of unity, which the money will be given to the PM Cares Fund. That's actually not a bad idea if you think about it. So on that note, uh, let me start with our two panelists who are not here. Uh, how are things in Kolkata, um, in Bengal? The one controversy that did kind of, I see for a while, uh, mm. that the figures that Bengal is given giving for corona cases and deaths, uh, people are putting question marks against because they're saying Mamatadi doesn't want to give accurate figures. So how's the coverage in the local media and the Beng- Bangla media? And secondly, she's made a really high-powered committee of advisors to deal with this corona with some very credible names. Is that just a poster or is that committee going to meet? So right now we know very little about the like we know the the people in the committee, but what power they'll have is very very unclear. You know, so right now I think we should assume it's it's one of those PR moves to get a few headlines, and uh, it's clearly succeeded now that we're talking about it on NN Hafta. Uh, <laughs> but whether it does anything, let's see. Uh, and secondly, the the Bengal thing is very. I'm also quite unclear because in Bengal, there were a couple of controversies. A, Bengal didn't report for a number of days, for a couple of days. And then I think there is a controversy in Bengal, although we should check this up once, about comorbidity, you know, which is, I think, a global sort of conversation that's happening. So Bengal is counting some deaths of people who died due to corona as not corona deaths because like they died with, with COVID or they died with the virus inside them, but they didn't die of the virus. That right. makes sense. So, I mean, almost, this is a, almost, it's a farcical example because it didn't happen. But if you had corona but got hit by a truck, you didn't die of corona. You died of getting hit by the truck. Oh, right? I see. So okay. I guess that sort of uh, thing. So, I guess it's a global conversation that's happening. So, I think uh, everybody sort of pointed this out that when we compare, the, I think it was in Italy, Italy, Italy or France, the numbers suddenly went up because they changed their method of tabulation. Right? They started counting some hospice numbers. So basically, you know, comparing both internationally as well as state to state sometimes is fraud because everybody is using slightly different standards of what is a COVID-19 death exactly. Right. Yeah. But now it's, Mamada yesterday released figures yesterday. So now there is more clarity, but still nothing on the committee, to be honest. One thing uh, I, I'd like to add what Shreb said. So this is, I also read about this, basically the everywhere in the world, especially when it comes to deaths. So there's been, some people are saying under-reporting, some are saying over-reporting because of the differences in methodology. But where India differs is that it isn't reporting infections. And that is because it isn't testing. So right. that is one big difference. Others, like most of the countries which are like now really big hotspots, they are testing, they are reporting and deaths. I mean, there's a methodology difference. In India, the problem starts with the mm. testing testing part. I think the only the southern states so far have been very uh, forthcoming with how many people tested, how many recovered, how many, you know. And Maharashtra also. Maharashtra yeah. also, yes. And I think most of the Indian numbers are probably made up of these few states who are being transparent. Yeah, the bulk is from there. Yeah. The bulk of the no, numbers. But now, from. I think uh, it's really happening fast. 127 deaths in the past six days. I think 180 yesterday. No, no. Last night. 166 were total. Hmm. 127 of them died in the past six days. Okay, okay. 
Yeah, I think the pace is definitely picking up a lot and as is testing, but it's still far from adequate. Not just adequate, they're not even being transparent even now. So we are doing this story, Nikita is doing this story mm. about like testing kits. And no, no, so te- we spoke to these officials, like senior health officials in all, several states. And you ask them, are you testing enough? They say, no, we're not testing as many as we should. Do you have enough testing kits? We have enough testing kits. How many are enough? They wouldn't say. See, what do you mean by enough? How many do you need? They wouldn't say. Also, I think the ones you have, are you using them to optimally? That's what they're saying. They're saying we have enough testing kits. So mm-hmm. why are you're not you using not them using them? Because we have these guidelines. So how many, if you're saying you have enough, how many is enough? Mm-hmm. So the are, are, these the, are these the kits in stock? Or are these kits which are being constantly supplied to you? No word. The guidelines were also because the doctors were really reluctant to test everybody. Because they know that they can't handle the situation. They don't have the infrastructure, so they are testing. They so that is why the uh, you know the testing process is very rigid. So you have to be one of the following five six things. You know five criteria. Uh, so you, categories of yeah, people. I so, mean, so then you will know. I think it makes sense because the doctors say if lots of people come in, if you do say lots of tests, they will either way they won't be able to handle it. I think contact tracing and testing should be done, but yeah, maybe not randomly. And you can't even do that in the West right now. If you want to be tested, a lot of them cannot just get tested. But they're still actively contact tracing and testing. Nee, but now That's I think we are getting into that phase. Uh, like uh, the Delhi government, they are going to start from Friday. Yeah. Uh, rapid test. Hmm. Uh, you know, So they have got one lakh kits. Uh, I think by Thursday they are going to be, today, they will be delivered. So, so this rapid test that, uh, I mean, even in places... Where you, which have not reported, you know, many cases. And so, for a for a while, private players had stepped in, but yesterday, Supreme Court said that they must test for free. Yeah, well, so I, I think, think that's. Yeah, I think we can discuss that. Uh, Anand, if you could come in, what are the testing scene in Bihar? Because Bihar has had one of the most um, low testing rates as of now. Are you hearing? Is it going up in your locality? For example, where Manisha lives, there have been lockdowns there. Where another colleague of ours lives. In the neighborhood, they've come and picked up 150 people to test them because there was someone positive there. Uh, Bihar is still apparently one of the most under-tested places in the country. What are you hearing on that? Yes, there uh, has been about, I think, 4,700, 4,689 tests to be uh, exact. And the number of positive cases are barely 1%. That is uh, 51 so uh, there is uh, not a lot of pressure on so for tests, but I hear from the health secretary of Bihar government that they have received thousands of testing kits and they are uh, scaling up the testing. Also, if you look at the data, the number of districts which have been affected uh, means the positive cases have come uh, just 11 out of the 38 districts. And the uh, rest of the 27 districts have not uh, reported even one positive case, though, though, uh, though testing was done there. So uh, I think uh, uh, apart from the social media, and uh, there is not a lot of pressure on so on government to test because of very low number of positive cases coming, and only one death has been reported till now. I so, see. Uh, so Bihar, uh, there's no such fear and, of it going uh, going viral, so to speak. Also, high percentage of uh, even the 51 positive cases that have been reported, high percentage of that 
have been from people who have uh, come back from Gulf countries. So um, I'm mostly in districts in Sivan, like, like last Munger also, and some. So there is also a pattern being identified. Uh, some there is some criticism that if airport screening was done better, the, even these 51 cases could have been contained. So yes, the testing is likely to pick up more now, but uh, the public perception is that the threat is not uh, means ominous enough. I see. So Bihar is the numbers aren't that alarming for it to kind of have that fear psychosis that actually in Delhi, I see a lot of actual fear. You know, people are not just social distancing because they've been told they're genuinely scared. I mean, that is there. It's palpable in people. And I can see that. I can see that in the colonies. I can see that in you know, various people I interact with. The cases are high in Delhi. Yeah, cases are, you know, could it also be? I, I'm not. I'm just guessing because I mean, this is kind of a circular logic. So if you're not testing, you don't know people are positive. So you mm. think there's nobody. Mm. Where you are testing and people come out, you know a lot of infections. No, but I think so in Bihar, even among the people tested, the positive was one percent. So they tested around four and a half thousand or but so. But that is not really a yeah, large it is. But yeah. also, also means if you go by symptoms, there has not been. Uh, means doctors are of the view that nobody has come with the upper rest, uh, tr- tract respiratory problems. So uh, even if they were not testing and there were, uh, uh, say, aggravated symptoms of it, now those cases are also not being reported. No, I don't see that in media at least. Right. So I want to get straight into this one thing that I thought was a very interesting conversation around, which was related to covid but not directly a health impact. It was more an attitude. And it's something that has, you know, we talk about often in different ways and different contexts. This time the context is COVID. So I'll just lay out what the exact context is. Sonia Gandhi had said, uh, I saw the tweet. I don't know if the suggestion was only through a tweet and a press release that they gave, but she actually gave a press conference. But I just think it was a written suggestion. She had five recommendations to deal with the Corona crisis and the Corona crisis is not just a public health crisis. It isn't being discussed so much in Indian media. I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad. I think that people have different views and both are, you know, rational because don't start counting the economic cost till you've taken care of potential lives lost. Uh, But we will need a lot of money to tide over this. I mean, there's carnage coming. I don't think anyone should be under any illusion that it is not. Across industries, across jobs, across all sorts of, you know, whatever your profession is, you will be impacted. So she said, one, that scrap that project that uh, we Central want to Vista. do. Central Vista. We are doing a report on that. We have started. It's an NL Sena project. It's going to cost about 2 lakh to do that report. So please go to newslaundry.com, click on the subscribe button and contribute to that Sena project because you want to do a thorough job, a video explainer, the economic, the, the architectural and the ecological aspects of that entire reconstruction. So she said, scrap that Central Vista project. She said that the PM Cares Fund should take its money and put it into the uh, Sarkari Fund, the Prime Minister's relief fund, fund, because then at least there's oversight. Uh, She says, uh, she also said, and I'm quoting from her press release, I'm writing to convey our support for the decision taken by the union cabinet to reduce salaries for MPs by 30%. Other than these, she also recommended that all government advertising should stop for the next two years. Now, that 
everything else of course was not picked up as aggressively as by the media understandably because it impacts us more than anybody else the indian express today has put out an editorial the side editorial which is the which is a concept that i have never been for that why it's in a mission statement you didn't even read it you no, been working here but that's an editorial that's different from it's a nameless editorial that means it's the indian express view put a name behind it Whose view is that? Is it's that the view of everybody? The, the institution. Uh, it's what is the it, institution believes. It it's a side editor. Sir, so they never nameless. put a that's, name to it. That's what I'm saying. Uh. They never do that. That's exactly what I'm saying. That. When Times has a Times, you are the side editorial. I think the that's this an the express. That's ah, an anachronism. Mean, Every newspaper has it. I ah. think. I don't think it is. It has any. There's any place for that kind of nameless institutional view in 2020. I think individuals should have views. I don't think an institution should. But anyway, one of that. But this is what they say. I quote. Austerity measures number one in her letter to the PM asked for the imposition of a complete ban on media advertising by the government and public sector undertakings for a period of two years, making an exception only for specific advisories for COVID-19 or unspecified issues relating to public health. Forget for a moment the fact of its spectacularly bad timing, as reporters across media all over the country risk their own lives to cover a public health emergency, and as the lockdown severely disrupts production and disruption of publications. Her call for a ban on advertising in the media shows a complete and completely shocking misunderstanding of news as a public good. The economics of its access, the fact that governments use public money to advertise and curbs on it have to follow due process, and of course the role of media as a countervailing institution in a democracy. Perhaps the misunderstanding and the insensitivity need not surprise the Congress is the party that suspended fundamental liberties during the emergency, censored the press, and put opposition behind bars. Yet the nation, and to be fair, even the Congress has moved on from that two-year period. Tan, 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 tan. Now, uh, let me start with you, Shoaib. Yeah. The Indian Express editorial overreaction, uh, Sonia's suggestion, a shit idea. Or are reporters suddenly so fucking upset about it because it kicks their jobs? Even the National Broadcasters Association, mm-hmm. uh, by the way, and the Indian Newspaper Society yeah. issued statements yeah. just to add to that. Yeah, yeah, I think this, you know, really gets to a very, very uncomfortable, uh, the heart of a very uncomfortable truth in Indian media is that while uh, we are supposed to be watchdogs of the government, but in many cases, financial models are such. that large media houses depend on the government for financing and this is uh, across the board in large legacy media houses you know in a way now the thing is once you go beyond the first screen of you know people say writing an anti government op-ed and so on and you to look at the structural the, the way the structural thing is laid out a very relevant question can be asked that how can a watchdog which is dependent on an entity how can some an entity which depended on the government ever be a true watchdog of the government you know right so this is something that uh, you know this is and it's you can see from the large amount of panic that has set in you know so the indian express actually uh, i thought it was a very strident editorial it was their lead edit by the way yeah today you know that that big one on top and it this is really a question a conversation that the media should have with the indian express or any other you know i'm not just like singling out it could be telegraph it could be times of india it could be uh, z news so on and so forth if it depends so much on the union government for its revenue or, or whatever state government it is then how how i mean it's almost statistically a given that 9 out of 10 newspapers will stop before landing the killer punch on the government right they're so dependent on it right right raman sir what is your view on this on the, both one is the media's pushback and and sonia's suggestion 
You see, the ideal situation is, I mean, first of all, we need to understand what kind of media, uh, you know, we have in our country. So, so we have newspapers, which are largely depending on uh, the advertisements. And if tomorrow, and especially the government advertisement, and if the government advertisement stops, they're going to fall down. Many of them have already started cutting salaries also. Right. Because, so, so they'll that, finish, but uh, they'll fold they'll, up. They'll finish. Hmm. See, ideally, I mean, I mean, even I will also expect that everybody should turn to the subscription system. But newspapers, a lot of cost is involved. I don't think it will ever happen. Okay. Okay. So, so long as we just uh, stick to the newspaper uh, kind of system. So, having said that, I think you need to understand. So, what do you, I mean, if you, uh, what what uh, Sonia Gandhi has suggested uh, is inevitable death of newspaper industry in our country. So, I, I, I find it very... Uh, I mean, maybe the way they have criticized Sonia Gandhi, I mean, much? invoking uh, Congress and all that was hmm. that was overreaction, definitely. Hmm. But but their opposition to what she said is reasonable. Is reasonable. Meraj? So this is I don't think this is a binary issue whether they should do it or not do it. This is a very complex issue. The way media is structured in this country, the way it uh, it's financed, it depends on government advertising. Like Sir said, without government advertising, it folds up. But the problem is Sonia Gandhi is not wrong in saying the government shouldn't be funding. I mean, in this editorial, Indian Express says media is a public good at this time when 90%, 95% of your media in the middle of a health emergency, an economic emergency, a pandemic is whipping up hate and bigotry daily. And it's sponsored by those very ads. Is it a public good? Mm. I mean, for if it, it was a civilized country, they would be dragged to Hague and like, Mm. punished for crimes against humanity all mm. the, all those anchors but they are dependent on the government for advertising which means government has control over them but because there is no other source the newspaper industry the television industry can't depend entirely on private sector also for their and definitely ads. not in the current times not in the current times even otherwise because the way even the corporate corporates are structured in this country they give you adverti- advertisements they want power they are not concerned about anything else mm. so they they want to say in what you say about them or their interests on TV or in, in newspapers. So the idea, the thing to do is to create a different model where you get state support, but it's not at the discretion of the government as such that they can just, like they do did in Kashmir. Exactly, they can just you pull it You turn off the huh. tap and put, you're done for. In fact, that They was, shouldn't have that power. Yeah, in fact, I was surprised in the BBC, you know, when I was interviewing the world news head of the BBC, which is there on newslaundry.com, you can check out an interview. And I said, Boris Johnson has, you know, said that we should cut funding for the BBC. So, well, he can say what he wants. But the way it is structured, Boris Johnson can't do it. Can't do anything. Because... Yes, yeah. Royal Charter, yes. It is, and it is the outlays put for the next seven years. So, yes. if he wants, he can say for the seven years, after these seven years ends, it mm-hmm. should stop. But by then, governments would change. There'd be someone else who would... So, because it is such a long-term budgetary, uh, you know, allocation has already been made, 1pm can't come and say, I've closed it. Sorry. That has been written off and you have no control over it. Right. Or in Germany, you know, every political party has a foundation associated with it. The parliament allocates you money based on how many seats you have. And you can use that money to fund, you know, whether it's political advertising, whether it is, it is, it is basically mandated and allocated by the parliament across parties. Mm. So, I mean, if you have systems like that, it's not ideal, but it's still better than what you're saying. Ki, Aaj mood advertising. Manisha, what is your view on this? So I think Sonia Gandhi's idea is very shitty because uh, if 
let's be under no delusion right now a bulk of news gathering and quality journalism is the length and breadth of it is being done by print media and i think they are the most that are severely impacted right now television i think still has corporate ads and all running and i think television probably has more trps also now because people are sitting at home and watching what this will do is really impact the television uh, the newspaper industry and we need newspapers now more than ever to survive a because of their news gathering capacity i don't think online or tele- television media let's take it out of the equation because they're not doing much but online media is not doing the kind of length and breadth reporting that newspapers doing in fact a lot of online portals are scavenging off newspapers mm-hmm. so just uh, it'll not just the newspapers but just as a time especially during the coronavirus you need newspapers to be going about doing their job in multiple languages telling us what's happening reporting so just conceptually i think it's a bit short sighted right now for sonia gandhi to suggest because it would mean an immediate death and the corporate for newspapers uh-huh. and uh, some i mean i have i, I think when you look at journalism in india i really do think that newspapers are the ones that are doing a fabulous job of whatever's left of honest accountable strong journalism i'm a little surprised though with newspaper owners who haven't who still feel i mean, I mean there seems to be no and we could have done this i mean it's not uh, nyt has 5 million digital subscriptions now and they turned a profit because of their digital subscriptions so subscription model i think for the past 4 years at least has shown that it can turn around newsrooms i'm a little surprised that new, indian newsrooms have been so slow to catch on to this especially because every 2 3 years they have some one from a foreign country come in and turn around the newsroom and use words like you know we'll integrate and we'll do the, and every newsroom has done it from india today to ht to even indian express you know so i'm really surprised in the 4 years they haven't figured out their digital subscriptions and now they're bartering e-papers for free mm. i'm a little surprised that this was this didn't come to them i found the argument extreme that you know you need government ads to maintain a free press yeah i mean that is that is a philosophical sort of thing and that's something that i've also been thinking and we were talking about this on whatsapp also the other day that if you look at uh, your pattern of life right now under the lockdown you're consuming what you need and there are no ads now because people are just consuming what they need so advertising is basically such a superfluous industry it's it totally rides on on ex, on, on jo bhi bacha hua hai on malai faltu cheeze and uh, but for something like that to, to almost entirely power journalism is it's a model that is quite yeah, i mean i i, I, i have but that's true for every industry right i mean not only true for the 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 pay newspaper and everybody is in a complete funk because of the lockdown so it's this is the, this is what the circularity the argument so one is of course the media is an essential service i completely get it but does that mean for example the government should start supporting big basket also because that's an essential service too hmm. and food is still more important than reading the newspapers so you know so like that is one Well, you know and the second is you know this thing of the media will put a check on the government but to do that it needs government money yeah yeah i agree i mean conceptually i do think that newspaper owners should at least start thinking about what the, this means uh, uh, anand what your view on this on both the questions i think sonia gandhi's suggestion is unnecessary and my argument is different and this i have been arguing for some years that the advertisements placed by government central government or state government in newspapers have some information value also so if you go to villages many policies and programs of the government they actually get to know through someone reading out that to villages i have myself done it to my to villages in my village and you see in a very vast and country like india the means for political communication policy communication 
with the government are limited. And advertising in, say, a TV channel or a newspaper may be seen as, say, driving home a political advantage by saying that I'm doing this for you, that or that. But if governments are all advertising some policies, some programs, some yojanas, some schemes, people also get to know through those advertisements. So uh, I am against this inherent logic of that all political advertisements in newspapers are propaganda. No, they are not. Okay. Now, I don't think anyone saying they are propaganda. I think the point is that it is an incentive. It could be giving very, you know, reasonable and rational, you know, information. But it is incentive. It's not propaganda. Although it can also be propaganda. So, no advertising is either black or white or blue or pink. There's depending on when it's used. So, for example, I do believe the shows that Amarinder Singh was doing on NDTV was propaganda. I don't think the rest of the country needs to know what he's done to fight the drugs. <laughs> Tell your Punjab that and they'll be happy. Or even UP I yogi don't, ads. I don't believe all these yogi shows that, uh, you know, sometimes Aaj Taksana AV does is information. It's all propaganda. Information mm. is, these are the five schemes launched the full page ad. Now, for that ad to come every day, Many congratulations. I think we should do an audit that how many ads are congratulating Prime Minister or Mr. Rajiv Gandhi on death anniversary or Vallabhai, you know, on his birth anniversary. How many of them are actually giving you information? I think it will probably be in the single digits as a percentage. In fact, a very, a very like bizarre thing. I remember once we were watching an English news channel and the, the name of it is not relevant. But there, there were ads about building toilets. Now, which person who's watching an English news channel needs to be told that, told yeah, to don't sit the in the low open. Yeah. That was clearly just, and in fact, ironically, to just uh, sort of carry it, and ironically, they didn't, they didn't mention that. It will come with a mixed bag. It will come with information value. I see here in newspapers a lot of information in uh, government ads. Also, Remember that that many students, many contractors wait for those tender not notices, those notices uh, and that government puts in newspapers. So I, I, I don't agree with the view that if you calculate the percentage of information value in government ads, it would come to one or two percent. No, it, it would be much higher. In fact, I agree with what Anand is saying that I have got several good stories through the tenders, whenever the tenders were issued in the newspapers. Yeah. So, but all the advertisements have strings attached with. That I totally agree. I mean, see, Even for example, the Hindu. Hindu hasn't got government ad for the past eight months. Okay, after mm. after exactly. the Ram story, they haven't got any any government ad. Right. Also, central government. Ah, central government ad. So I also remember that in 19... Uh, I mean, even the corporate ads are the same. In 1995-96, when I was with Express, and we did a story on uh, Ulfa Tata tapes, Tata stopped advertisements with the, uh, for the Express for the next five years. Right. There were no, no advertisements. No, Vinod Mehta said the same to me when I interviewed him at, uh, in 2012. That I, I think he did uh, the Radia story and he yeah, says and Tata says, they said they stopped yeah. and See, Outlook uh, just, sorry Mehraj I'll just come to you there were just I think three or four points I want to make which I think are all true and I mean these may be sitting on different sides of the debate I think one thing that is true is that at a time like this 
print media does a lot of the reporting like manisha said and it would die if advertising is not given okay then in a time like this when private enterprise has dried up completely the dependence is all the more so therefore it will fold up at the same time it is also true that a telegraph in bengal which goes hammer and tongs at modi will probably survive on mamta's ads while z and you know abp will survive on modi's ads or a newspaper in kerala will survive on the communist government's ad and they can trash so i mean there is some what i'm saying is there is some balance so you know regional media depending on which state is giving you the ads so that is also true so it isn't like it is only going to bajao the bhopu of one person but fundamentally i think the vanity and the narcissism or the megalomania of this editorial and it's not just what uh, you know manisha said that you've seen other editorials also that are as hard hitting i would say that's debatable but let's say even if i concede that point i think this has the unique combination of being extremely hard hitting when i don't think it's such a big deal that you know say right tune bol kaise diya ye tune aise suggestion kaise and putting yourself on a pedestal that she's not saying stop advertising and buy yourself 10 suits she's saying stop advertising and make sure people don't starve to death in that toss up if journalists think that their salary is higher on the whatever pyramid it's called what pavlimos pyramid maslow ha wo jo bhi hota hai that that vanity i think it reeks of that vanity no dude your salary is not more important if you can save 10000 crore and make sure you know a million people don't slip into poverty i would say do that you won't slip into poverty you are educated enough and privileged enough to bounce back so net net i was very disgusted with this editorial so like if you can if you can cure this country of poverty stop all the newspapers all media no and uh, stop government advertising people will be sir the, people will the, survive sir jab jab argument is jab bund pe laat padti hai na sabko tairna aa jata hai main aapko bata dun experience se i know the problem so i knew like this this would be an argument that would come up that you need the free media but that's the thing oh it's a circular argument if you need if the free media needs to depend on government ads to so free kitna hai matlab that's we need to like इट के नॉट बी सीन इन आइसोलेशन अगर अपने मतलब जीने के लिए उसको सरकारी पैसा चाहिए बट द रिस्पांस टू दैट आर्ग्यूमेंट शोएब इज दैट इट विल बी फ्री ना टेलीग्राफ कैन डू एन एंटी मोदी स्टोरी एंड जी कैन डू एन एंटी ममता स्टोरी मतलब फ्रीडम तो है ना वो तो वो तो बैलेंस हो जाएगा आई थिंक नहीं मगर तब वो दैट ओनली नो आई एग्री दैट वुड हैपन बट दैट वुड ओनली हैपन इफ देयर इज अ प्रॉपर पॉलिटिकल इक्विलिब्रियम बट इन अ केस वेयर वी हैव अ बीजेपी व्हिच हैज 10000 टाइम्स मोर मनी देन अ ममता और अ लेफ्ट right yes tab wo tab usme argument mein tab tab darar aa jata hai and, and, and i one side become so strong right it's a no contest no, al- no contest. also i think that point also there's no to quantify it our newspapers like the express or you know whatever times now may do and i was on their panel last night peloing yarn about the economic revival of the country but anyway <laughs> our time, channels like republic times now and z doing more damage then newspapers like times of india and in express are doing good what i'm saying is if everybody's survival comes to shit net net will be better off i think z and all this hate has more impact than indian express has good i think so couple of points one is that the argument here is not that the government shouldn't advertise at all in newspapers or whatever the argument is that newspapers tv channels they shouldn't be entirely dependent on government mm. that they close up the tap and they die it's mm. similarly 
newspapers shouldn't be dependent entirely on Reliance yeah. or Tata. If they close up their taps and they'll die. That's one argument. So this argument that you won't get information about schemes and stuff, that's not the case. You can charge them like usual rates, what you charge others. Advertisement model. Second is newspapers, the media isn't a money-making machine. Unless you are into like full scale, like Mr. The Jane say that they're just an advertising company mm. in the garb of a media company. You are that, you might make money. If you are actually a public service, you won't be making money. The resources required to gather news to run a media organization are immense. And you won't never make that money unless, say, if you are a newspaper the amount of newsprint, the amount of salaries that, that are going to be paying people, the equipment, the newsroom, all that stuff you combine, one newspaper will cost somewhere like 500, 600 bucks, right? True. But then it serves yeah. no purpose Who's because nobody it? will be able to yeah. buy it. And in a country so, like India, you can't have that. Exactly. So it definitely needs state support. But state support, like I said, it shouldn't be discretionary. It shouldn't be like, Today it's Modi ji, he'll turn up the tap, you you die. Tomorrow it's uh, Sonia Gandhi, she'll be generous and you survive. Yeah. So this should be, th yeah. there should be a model where, because no, ultimately when you're that's talking it. about government support, you're talking about taxpayers' money. Right. So it should be funded, like healthcare is funded by the taxpayer, same way if media yeah. is actually a public service, and it should to be, be funded by the And there have to be, has to be an taxpayer. oversight committee that decides that how is it, like for example, this morning, I saw the end, the the Nitish Kumar ad on an English television channel. I'm not sure how much, and it was on NDTV. I'm not sure how much of NDTV is watched in but Bihar. Yeah. NDTV English. Hindi, maybe Ravish ko dekh rahe hoon, kyunki wo bhi Bihar ke aur, matlab, you know, apne bhai ko dekhna chahte hoon. Lekin NDTV English kaun dekh raha hai? Lekin yeah, ab wahan par ad chal raha hai Nitish Kumar ka ki ham ye kar rahe, wo kar rahe, issued by government of Bihar. Yeah. So because there's if, no oversight. Yeah. If you're a private company and you had a media buying agency and the media buying agency said, aapka jo product hai na sir, achha, Bihar mein chief minister, hum aisa karte hai, Dilli ke hum channel, English channel ko dikhate hai. I mean, the guy will say, like, seriously, that's your business plan? So, I just, sorry, uh, no, Anand, no, would absolutely. you like to come in and then Manisha, you can close on this. No, I think uh, there is a huge information value. I um, stick with my argument. There is huge information value in government ads. I myself have come to know about a lot of schemes and programs through them. A lot of my villagers do. And uh, the ideal uh, means uh, we should not have a very maximalist approach of what should be done. Of course, a lot of things can be good, done very uh, in a better way in an ideal world. But things as they stand now, newspaper ads placed by the government have a very good information value. I think if nothing, I agree with uh, Mehraj that if nothing else, this period should really spark a rethink among, you know, media owners. But it's true that you really need to think about the fact that if you cannot pay salaries in the next two months because the because you have no government ads, it's it means that something's really gone wrong over the past five, six years. Especially when we've seen, at least like an English language newspaper, we've seen, uh, we have examples in the West. So, it, I mean, they, we could have learned from what was happening there. And a paper like Indian Express, I mean, I think it's, What's the circulation like? It was 40,000. Uh, but it's basically... 40,000 in Delhi. It's basically a, a newspaper that's read by the who's who. The, the, yeah. The I mean, and I'm sure those guys can subscribe. It's the I mean, most... I'm, I'm surprised they haven't... Impact, it's a, yeah, it has the, it has a huge high impact. That's value. because high they do good work. Like yeah. They, I mean, they do fantastic. There's yeah. no doubt about yeah. the work they do. I just the think... The network is huge. I, I just think that there has been this... It's a bit like, uh, you know, when people are sharing Bill Gates' TED Talk 
on the next thing that's going to kill us is not a war it's going to be a virus i think this was delivered in 2016 or 17 and all that he said almost is coming exactly accurate to what he had said and he has by the way put aside i don't know how many billion 25% of his wealth and so has jack the founder of twitter put aside 1 billion to find a cure or a vaccine Amazing. for the coronavirus a i think in the west that culture of putting aside such a huge percentage of your wealth only azim prem ji has here mukesh bhai will bajao ghanti on antila and upload it hey on the diwali so, bajao diwali bajao kare diya jalao did you see mukesh ambani doing yeah, thali aarti we are going to do the, we are going to be talking about diya jalao also <laughs> and uh, how how politics has found its way into groups which are completely apolitical whatsapp groups because of these stunts on sundays but i i will say that you know um, Mark Zuckerberg had made a speech i think 3 4 years ago about the way the world is headed the direction is headed and we need a new social contract and that means should everybody have a minimum basic income like anybody no matter what you do what because so many jobs are going to be redundant and that is happening now he was talking from the point of view of technology and bots and ai is going to make you know whether it's chartered accountants or many lawyers or so many even in case of you know path labs and you know doctors it's going to make a lot of redundancies happen so the world is going to be very imbalanced so how do we do that because there're going to be these giant conglomerates in the amazons and the apples and the facebooks one really needs to think of that now a few years ago when after the initial call center boom when the call center bust happened there were people from small towns all they could do was they could speak well and they were making very good money and i remember at that time call center people team leaders were making more than journalists they were upwardly mobile they had a lifestyle you remember all these vehicles used to go packed to gurgaon back sometime around the early 2000s or mid 2000s that entire bubble burst that was the end of call centers thousands of people who just lost their jobs because either bots were doing it or recorded voices were doing it or they didn't want to you know put these jobs offshore i didn't see anyone saying that dude our jobs are a must you have to save us it has happened to every industry and it will happen to the news industry the only thing is that the news industry a very small percentage of the people have a voice that outsizes their number pure data terms the amount of jobs lost because of news is not significant you can argue about what impact it has in the larger but there have been bigger culls in the past of jobs being culled because of technology or the world moving a certain way i just think journalists yaar i can't get journalists to start using video yaar ab inka mindset bad change karoge aaj tak ab main kya kya thak gaya hu there is no survival for you guys in the future if you cannot edit a timeline or you can't shoot a video i can't get a 20 something to do this you want a 50 year old media owner to change his mindset this is a businessman part of you're a, a professional if you can't survive in your industry he'll survive dude he's got a bank no, balance so should the professional yeah. survive the i mean what is this argument no, what what i'm saying is as generally when i talk to journalists you can't get them to change their habits you want someone to change his mindset which he's grown up with no jobs are becoming redundant in all the professions so as and uh, as and when it is happening in the in media industry i think it is well taken people are by and large people are a lot of job losses ah, in the media oh, too i mean ah. but nowhere near the kind of culling that's happened in other industries yeah, yeah but i mean it's if the economy is going I, down generally i don't know if i think media doesn't talk about its own job losses yeah. i think there's always a lot of conversation about layoffs in it layoffs in other sectors we rarely talk about layoffs in our own industry in this you know i i, I don't I mean, know who reports on the media layoffs i came to know of this place called the press enclave was the were these plots handed out by the government to journalists no it was it was a society of the press persons uh, who had applied uh, for a piece of land in saket 
and elsewhere also in Noida, in many places. I remember, I mean, way back in '89. So even Patriot uh, at that time had applied for some NMC National Media Center. Uh-huh. That was also part uh-huh. of a society right, that was right. created and land so, was so allocated. So the press enclave in Saket is, uh, you know, I mean, was given to this uh, press association. But was there some such? So this, this, see, this also I have, I'm very uncomfortable with, to be honest. No, but you it know? wasn't given like, on uh, institutional rates. Wo UP mein hua tha, uh, some it wasn't given on institutional rates. Yeah, it was see, given on is, the market rates. So one very interesting thing is, so we have an uncle in my, like, I'm, I'm also a journalist, but I'm an online journalist, so I don't count. But I have an uncle who's a newspaper journalist. And uh, we always made fun of him saying that he's Aadha IAS. Because a press person in India has almost like a quasi-babu swag to him, right? Like, only a presswala will get a press enclave. You will never have a Dalchini Vendors Association enclave given by the government, right? Which I find a bit unusual, you know? Like, to have this close association with the government when you're trying to... This is my... I've been sort of banging on it and I randomly bought in the press enclave when this thing came up. But I'm always uncomfortable with this fact that, you know, that I understand we do, a, we do a vital service. But if that vital service is being done with the support of the same people, you know, it's sort of... Yeah. Conflict of interest. Yeah. So, no, but that yeah. is also, uh, Shreya, because for the most part, I mean, almost always, the Indian media has functioned as an auxiliary of the government, as an auxiliary yeah. of the state. Exactly. I mean, you might yeah. not see that much in say in Delhi or Mumbai but you go to Kashmir you go to the northeast you go to the Adivasi areas you see that yeah. is what it is Yeah, they are actually babus yeah yeah, and it is it has not been as confrontational as many other democracies so yeah in fact Mehraj I would like to say that this this in many ways proves that while in a Kashmir or a Bastar it might be more apparent hmm but in Delhi, it's not like it doesn't exist. It does so, exist, but you don't so, see it as blatantly, yes. Yeah. It's not as obvious. Yeah. Yeah, the curtains have come off. What I'm saying is that media jobs seem, to my mind, it seems like a bit of a Bollywood. It has the star system where you have the top strata being, means having, drawing, means a lot of money. and strata below them below them that is not very proportionate so there is a kind of a star system one of the ways i think that the media industry can tide over this that instead of retrenchment they should look at this star system and cut salaries second is that one of the social repercussions of the layoffs i see is going to reinforce the already entrenched bias in Indian middle class for government jobs. So uh, for government jobs because of the security factor and other factors that they cite for it. Uh, Also very assured uh, career progression. I am already facing fresh bout of humiliation for failing to get a government job. Now Manisha is going to prepare the Trump versus Modi, no. that whole thing. And then okay. we'll talk about Diya Jale. But I have a few emails. Hello, Team NL. This is Pratyay. I am currently pursuing my master's in mechanical engineering from Punjab University, Chandigarh. I subscribed to News Laundry last month, but have been following it for the last one year. Manisha Ji's nuisance episodes are an absolute delight and so are the haftas. Just a small request, retain Manisha in News Laundry, even if she wants to leave in the future for the hope of getting greener pastures. <laughs> She's an excellent journalist who has a very balanced point of view. I've been listening to all her old haftas after subscribing to News Laundry. I found it to be pure gold. Look Thank forward. Thank you so much. Yeah, 
Pratyay, trust me, if she thinks of going anywhere, we shall get her killed. That's that's her plan. <laughs> Aparita Bhandari says, Hey there, Abhinandan. I just listened to the latest Chota Hafta, more because of time constraints. Way too much content to get through. So maybe you can address some of this in the Hafta episode. But very quickly, in case of Shaswati, does not follow up with the comparison of Singapore and Taiwan. Or indeed, you want to just add the fact check. There actually have been quite a few pieces, clearly not in Indian media, regarding how Taiwan dealt with it. I suppose we are aware of this in Canada because we also had a huge SARS scare. Aparita has gone on and list, uh, linked three stories, one from The Wired, one from NBC News and one from The Guardian. Then uh, you go on to say, I can understand the frustration on might feel regarding ignoring the economic fallout of the pandemic. However, the US isn't the best for comparison. Despite his very public gaffe while visiting India, the less shinier image right now, please consider the Canadian PM and the measures being brought in Canada. Unlike Trump's bewildering daily pressers that media watchers are saying should be ignored, JT is uh, Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau has been given Canadians assurances of their well-being while also being a voice of reason, even if he loses patience sometimes. We have been physically distancing in many places in Canada since mid-March, and there are some speculation that we may well have to continue for 12 weeks, although that that is a worst-case scenario. Schools are closed until May in Ontario, in Alberta, and they have been closed indefinitely. We are going on with a sense of we are not sure when things will be back again. In light of the economic slump, Canada has announced various measures from personal financial benefits, Canadians who cannot find work due to coronavirus impact or because they need to stay home and take care of childcare and are eligible for monthly stipend of up to $2,000 until June. Small businesses can get a year-long interest-free loan up to $40,000. Talking about China, check out this opinion piece regarding the origin of the coronavirus. It's from the Washington Post. May I suggest a more fact-checked approach to talking about how the virus started and spread? It's bad enough with Trump calling the Chinese virus and attacks against Asians. I'm not on WhatsApp and even I saw some of the forwards among South Asians and the diaspora about the Chinese and their strange eating habits. It's not helpful. Thanks for your time, Aparita. Thank you, Aparita, for your mail and for the voice of reason that you provided. Appreciate it. We have a lot of mails today. I'm not sure we can ma- read all of them. I'll try to just at least mention a few. Manisha, from, from those mails now to your Sunday ka nach and the yeah. other... Sunday ka nach? Yeah, it was. So you want to discuss Trump first? Trump and Modi's No, let's thing? discuss the balcony mein jao aur uh, diya yeah. jalao. So um, Mr. Modi wanted everyone to get out on uh, 5th of April at 9 o'clock for 9 minutes and light lamps and diyas. India celebrated a full-on Diwali. Uh, not only did people light lamps, there was also pataka, crackers, some people burnt houses also mistakenly some people burned their mouth also I think that was in Calcutta Shoaib this guy fire you know spitting fire trying and he to caught his, be a fire his mouth eater caught, yeah his mouth caught fire or something and was uh, it, it was in Calcutta I think so okay Maybe I not. resent this like random yes <laughs> speaking of Calcutta I think those Sandesh those corona looking Sandeshes are just Disgusting, man. Why would anyone want to eat methyl? That looks like really ugly virus. And and it just (laughs) looks physically. So I don't know. I I I get us. I get this terribly repulsive reaction. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's super repulsive. I don't know. So, but it's a good sweet shop. Which one is it? Hindustan Sweets in Jadapur Park. I see. Uh, Jadapur. It's not a bad. Unfortunately, they need a better graphic designer. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, but the news coverage for it was really, really embarrassing. I don't think I've sa- yeah. seen anything more embarrassing. The news than coverage this. of the Dia Jalal. Yeah, it was a complete event. Uh, throughout the day, you had, uh, you know, singers from like Kavita Krishnamurti, Palas, Sare, Pishre Purane also, who are just, you know, Palasan and all. I don't know when was the last time he cut an album. 
there was singing through the day there was just this whole then there was stuff being said that you know uh, people are learning a lessons from uh, spain and italy have copied our um, you know banging the utensils which is a lie i mean they did this back in march we only we are copying them in fact and it was just a complete i mean it was a festival one couldn't understand what was so khushi ka mahol khushi ki lehar si i can understand a somber sort of a you know unity kind of a thing that okay light of the year thing be with yourself but it was a complete diwali festival par they called it also parv prakash parv channels were calling it agar aap join nahi karenge na to aapki le li jayegi acha aapke school ke bacche unse pucha gaya ki bhai ha वो सब आप 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 दिया जला रहे हैं कि नहीं जला रहे हैं डन द स्टोरी ऑन दिस एंड बाय द वे समथिंग विच वी कैन नॉट आई मीन वी आर परसुइंग दैट स्टोरी बट इवन इन द आर्मी द ऑफिसर्स हैड कॉल्ड अप एंड you know sari urja ko ek karna that we are fighting one common enemy it kind of had modi's event written all over it it was a polarizing issue where should have been one that actually joins people together uh, i will we'll discuss the inevitability to that but there were many celebrities also do that and i think anything modi ji says has become like a chatu fest you know th- that is that is what is unfortunate like for example there's this music video that's gone it's really nice it has Uh, you know uh, the guy who was in uh, andhadhund uh, i really like him ayushman ayushman khurana it has uh, jackie shroff son it has all these stars from their houses saying hum jeetenge harayenge it's nice you know stay home stay safe and because people listen to bollywood you know so much but it starts off with modi it has modi in the middle it has modi i mean it's less about let's get together it's more about modi i think that is really problematic and that polarizes so they saying modi ka chatu fest hai main bhi chatu fest ka hissa banna chahta hu main chahti hu that i think is the problematic area but coming to that particular story there was a, a, a note a whatsapp groups i know that's true for delhi i don't know if it's true for other states it's divided into zones and wards and you know whoever is the education in charge of that area put it to all the principals please uh, you have to by monday morning tell us how many people lit lamps how many have downloaded the ayush app and principal is saying oh. on sunday you want us to like by monday tell you so of course they started sending forms to other students how many of you are going to lamp a light tonight how many of you are going to light a diya tonight how many will light a candle now and then at night the government withdrew that saying we don't want to know so was it an intimidation tactic that please check who like who uses school kids like this i think it is deeply problematic which is why you know uh, you know people say that it is modi hated and all i have nothing but disdain for people who went out in lit lamps there is intimidation not only at school level even at rwa level my story i had to exit from my R- rwa whatsapp group hmm. because they were they started you know from a day before that adarnay prime minister ne so hmm. i said i agree with everything but why are you endorsing this why hmm. why are you becoming an event manager hmm. for uh, f- hmm. for political reasons hmm. so the argument started and all so but then i i said i anyway ha uh, thank you very much i have nothing to do but it had so much impact on my mother complete fear psychosis ki tu apne kamre ki batti band kar dena my mother was so afraid yeah. ki the entire locality <laughs> will yeah is going to do that that's so true for a lot of people lot, that's true for a lot of people absolutely no no but then she was passing on all her fears 
to me so i just left the whole house i i went away somewhere else so i went there and i had a couple of <laughs> drinks and i came back home. no but uh, in in my building the someone told the guard that switch off the lights of the corridors also so there'll be complete darkness ah. i said who has said this he says what general chaudhary and what i said tell general chaudhary switch off his own lights not of bloody the corridor but it's amazing yeah that he can say one thing and people can take it to like it's yes. also i think i love that joke to him yeah i think that i love that joke that you know one guy is exercising in the balcony jumping up and down as neighbor says acha aaj ye karne ko bola kitne time karna hai kitne time ke liye karna hai so i think the one one reason because all this happens is because this appeals to a particular class a particular section of the society people who are balconies people who are in high rises people who are in te- television studios the singers the bollywood actors the mukesh ji is and the rest of them why the especially the english media does that and we we were doing prime time that no, day hindi like, also does hindi also hindi is they also. also this whole english media especially i mean it by definition goes only to a particular section of the society which speaks english their concerns are not about livelihood for now they are fine their concerns are not about shortage of food they are fine so and they're bored at home so they they get to do this festival they get get to celebrate diwali it's the same with other media most of the media is driven run or uh, shaped by people who belong to the same category of people why would they care what happens to people on the ground people who are literally starving it doesn't affect them directly like you right. were saying the journalists have not event. been saying anything the media has not been saying anything about what the government has been doing what the opposition has been doing they've been towing everybody's line all these years and now suddenly when pet pe laat padi to they are screaming against like people why are they saying this and that and the hypocrisy and all these doctors we have these stories about doctors being chased out of their housing societies being asked to leave their and homes and i'm sure those people at the yards of course they did <laughs> of course they did but they won't let the doctor because in. this is just a festival of hypocrisy by this time right um yeah why don't you come in anand and then show after that how was it in patna was the call received as well as it was in some parts of delhi with diwali being celebrated delhi to was full on diwali but i don't know if that was true for many other small towns no uh, there there was uh, almost uh, unanimity in uh, observing the day with the diyas even the principal opposition party in the state rjd's leader also did it district uh, of the lantern I, do, i don't agree at least my observation in patna was that it was completely voluntary no one was forced and it had the appeal of a symbolic act which it was supposed to be and symbolism carries its own value in, in the indian psyche in indian culture and i suppose it has a value in universally also so second is that uh, Uh, Mr Modi's uh, persona has revolved around domestic uh, domesticating the issues or priorities that he has some may call it romantic but but he has that hold over a, a certain a large section of people and that was duly demonstrated but i think in in any another time when there was not a lockdown the success would not have been at such a level it also had to deal with uh, that the people had uh, nothing to do uh, at home a spare time at that mm. at that moment uh, at 9 o'clock many don't even return from offices if it's a normal day so uh, uh, that that also contributed to it now to say that uh, it was supposed to be a symbolic act and it didn't just say that it was trying to achieve this or achieve that through that or it was going to 
extinguish corona because of that no it was not the stated purpose and uh, thank god uh, for that because had he said it's going to cure corona then that would have been laughable so, so I, clearly no, no, clearly that many, was not a claim i think 9 minutes 9 or 9 many many uh, criticism has been about attributing this that it was going to this you know and Hold on, it's not going to cure corona <laughs> no did you think uh, so? <laughs> no uh, i think uh, there has been misreading of what i said i said that a symbolic act is a symbolic act it uh, many criticism around it has been that uh, uh, someone had these cheeky lines that oh now corona gone no it was not stated like that it was uh, supposed to be a show of unity and a symbol was chosen for that also symbolic acts and concrete actions can go hand in hand they need not be ex- to the exclusion of each other so like in india if you if someone gives you a asirwad the blessing it does not mean that the elder would not give you money means both can go hand in hand the elders who bless also give you money to also help you so it, 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 symbolism uh, asirwad in itself is a symbolic and say it doesn't uh, end up doing something but still symbolic acts hold and they they will go on for ages hmm. and so elders don't give only give aashirwad and give no money are just not no but with due respect to anand that is the exactly the problem they can go hand in hand in this country it's not happening and in a time like this symbolism banging your thalis and lighting your diyas yeah. isn't filling the bellies of the people who I are mean, literally dying i think the equivalence that i was actually talking about with a friend of mine was that of course any good product needs advertising but you first have to have a good product you have to have a I product think, leave alone I a think, good product yeah i think here the thing is it's like there used to be there was this company called um, you know sachin tendulkar and uh, shahrukh khan and amitabh bachchan was advertising and it went bust uh, in no time what was it called do you does anyone remember it was a big in scam navratan the entire thing was a ponzi scheme it was a scam what is it called it was called home trade home, home trade home correct trade, exactly. yes so i, I think everything roshan nachta tha yes yes so i think you have to have a product which then you build a symbol you know something around that now we're coming together i think this lacked that I and mean, that is the equivalence i'll make no so i think three points is one is that uh, there was no coercion in uh, calcutta but that doesn't say much because it was modi's policy and you know mamata's here so for what it's worth the just the the way the layout of the land is there was no coercion uh, secondly calcutta had a fair bit of uh, sort of uh, participation i felt but what i found interesting is that i think it was a less than delhi which is maybe again not saying anything great because you know delhi is the center and all of that but what i found interesting is it was for me in calcutta less than the bartan banging episode within calcutta comparing like to like so i think there was some you know there were some people who were enthusiastic but there were also some you know i think there was some cynicism also setting in because you know if your business is failed you're not getting anything to go out and light a diya and all i mean you know you've got to be a special kind of stupid to do it that is number 2 and number 3 abhinandan calcutta is not a small town yeah calcutta is a big very big city but who said it's a small town oh i thought you started off with small city. no you are asking anand I so patna is also offended. not a small town we've got you said in delhi it was big but how is it in small towns and then you asked anand anand you should take a <laughs> anand, anand anand is patna small town or is a big city <laughs> it's obviously a big city it's a capital city man 
स्पेकुलेशनोलॉजर Nine PM and nine AM. <laughs> exactly. Nine minutes. That, that is so. A, so that another was another machinery which was on, and everybody was trying to say that how Modi ji is going to cure you know, corona. We should have had. You it. know what? I, what I wanted also come in while, of course, we can be we can criticize it or praise it. But while what I found find very interesting, it tells us something very sort of you know deep about Indian politics. I remember when our history teacher back in class nine or ten, she told us about the Dandi March. and she had this very ironic style of teaching she said gandhi walked a lot and he went in and actually what he picked up was just mud because you just can't pick up salt from the right show right right he picked up mud that mud was inedible it could do nothing but it was the symbolism of a man walking this that you know so tum keh sakte the are matti utha ke gandhi ne kya kar liya but i think indians like the drama of ki matlab wo chal ke gaya usne namak uthaya you know I think that's how we function. Uh, we function through these idioms. We do politics through these idioms. So beyond the point, the only way to criticize an idiom is to bring up your own idiom. You can't say that oh, you know, we should all get and you know we should all only do politics via Excel sheets from now on. You know, नहीं होगा वो हम लोग we like to do this sort of. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, I've quoted an earlier lecture where you know, for any movement or revolution or thing to work, you have to have a symbol, you have to have a message, yeah. you have to have a specific task and you have to have a call to action emotional and, appeal yeah, yeah and and the call to action in you know arvin's case was burn your bijli ka bill i mean that was his basically moment which yeah. you know brought him so you have to have the of course that's there but what i'm saying is that is a trigger which is saying that gandhi said i'm breaking the law i can't sell salt it is my salt i'll sell it and he went and then they started selling salt they, mm. that that was a trigger for a specific call to action Holding a dia was a trigger for what call to action is what I want to know. Like, yeah. okay, so I held it. Go Corona, go. <laughs> It's like your advertising product point, you know. Yeah, like exactly. What is the product? I I understand symbolism. Yeah. You see, I think anyone who's our age who has you know read more than ten books doesn't yeah. not know that symbolism is hugely valuable in the world. I mean, mm. K-pop is a government-funded program because they've realized Americans have. Controlled world opinion because of pop culture. So the government subsidized K-pop and all these teeny stars. You see, it is a government-supported program. You know, Gangnam oh, wow. Style was. I didn't know that. Yeah, it, there's okay. an NPR podcast on K-pop. You must check it out. It wow. is this entire rise of K-pop hasn't suddenly. Oh, Korean pop is so cool. The South Korean government is pushing K-pop like how? Because they oh. said we have to capture the world's imagination. I get it. Similarly, but it has to be followed by something. Yeah. Similarly, Modi has been pushing yoga and all the other things. That's part of the same exercise. This is your cultural heritage, and you use it as a symbolism to push soft power. But then you have to have something but, beyond but, it. But also. here the product is Modi. That's what I'm saying. It had nothing yeah. to do with Corona. Yeah. It was. देखो मैं बोलूँगा नाचो तुम नाचोगे मैं बोलूँगा कूदो तुम कूदोगे. And that is why I refuse. I also think that I think maybe we are doing Modi asks for these things a little too early in the fight. 
<laughs> I mean, Italy and Spain, when people did that, they were in the middle of a pandemic and they were literally seeing people die every day. They were seeing doctors getting infected. The country wasn't a mess. So this symbolism of lighting a lamp or, you know, clapping for health workers, it came at an opportune time where shit was going down. But in India, there is nothing in India. So we are doing a little bit. I think we should talk a little bit. After Dia and... I think our spirits will go down after Dia in the days to come. After Dia and after Thali... डेथ्स तो अभी इंक्रीज होना शुरू हुआ वन ट्वेंटी सेवन डेथ इन पास पिक्चर्स डेट हैव बिन लीक्ड आउट ऑफ प्राइम मिनिस्टर विद ट्वेल्व विंडोज नॉट जस्ट चीफ मिनिस्टर एम्स राइट डाउन टू एम्स के डॉक्टर्स सफरजंग के डॉक्टर्स यहाँ के डॉक्टर्स मीडिया सो say there was light uh, you know candle lighting in spain and uh, clapping for health workers i don't think the media they made that the news from 9 o'clock in the morning to 9 pm yeah here that becomes a side news you know it's a side yeah. news here that becomes the news it's it prime time it was the news and harshvardhan uh, snake thingy should not uh, mislead us every day he visits at least one or two hospitals every day okay yeah, okay. I, i believe he's quite ah. decent man before we move on to the next subject i have a couple of emails Okay this email is from Mayank while there is hardly anyone who can say for sure what goes on inside China I wanted to add to the discussion around wet markets in China a virus jumping from wildlife to another animal or human while possible is not easy a virus RNA is generally very tailored to the condition the host must have for it to survive and replicate the jump from wildlife to human required that the virus must have mutated to survive in human hosts there are different factors in the spread of an infection can the virus survive in humans as host can virus spread from human to human contact can the virus replicate within the human host and many more the sars cov1 original sars virus was also started from a china wet market and they had reopened the markets after a few months it would be hard to say if enough animals have this mutated strand of coronavirus or was it one mutation on that day that jumped to a human and survived so without the world pressure china is bound to open back its wildlife market given it is a 180 billion dollar market To give context this is more than the total dairy market in India which would be around 140 to 150 billion dollars wow if you're looking to get a deeper understanding sharing below two detailed posts around the disease tests cures and vaccines stay safe thank you mayank that is extremely informative email and then sahana has mailed saying i'm an nl subscriber since clothes line came from adhuna bhandan state from haraj raman and atul oh, manisha tv news since is so funny that it's sad you have so much source material <laughs> <laughs> I'm a PhD candidate in molecular and cell biology in Taipei, Taiwan, and I completely agree with Shashwati's mail about Taiwan's efficient management of COVID-19. I have lived in Taiwan for three and a half years. Currently, there is no other place I'd rather be in. I recently wrote a piece on this for Gene Online. There are a few reasons for Taiwan's success: some political, some because of its democratic government and large, and a large player is the citizens' involvement and the sense of responsibility. My husband travels around Pacific Asia for work and came back from China on January 20 with flu not covid thankfully the speed with which he was tested monitoring by the immigration agency and precautionary measures at my government funded research institute reassured me that Taiwan really knows what it's doing we do not have a lockdown in fact last weekend was a long holiday weekend and people traveled inside the island quite robustly of course they are being asked to self monitor if you'd like me to share my experience on covid 19 in Taiwan I'd be happy to record an audio bite. Let me know if you'd be interested. 
हाँ जी मनीषा अब बताओ व्हाट इज दिस नीडलेस कंट्रोवर्सी बीइंग काइंड ऑफ बिटवीन इवनिंग बट ट्रम्प एड ऑलरेडी कॉल मोदी एंड सेट दैट प्लीज वी है we had oh, please kyun bolega paise diye hai to so he basically and then in the press conference he said that uh, you know we've told india that they must release our order then there was another second press conference on uh, april 5th where there was an interaction with a the journalist there um, where basically the uh, he said that he said that you know india has said that they're going to be releasing it secure the reporter asked what if they don't will there be retaliation trump said i don't think they will they're planning to do that and india and us are doing very well we have good relations and then as an afterthought he said ki yeah but of course there will be retaliation if they don't hmm. and uh, by april uh, by tuesday i think we had lifted the ban but by monday uh, some newspapers had reported i think the hindu had reported that india is planning to lift its ban for countries that had placed an order so us and i think brazil also so it wasn't as if i don't think it was a dhamki by trump and modi got scared and he quickly revoked the ban because chronology ki agar aap dekhein but the ban was revoked 48 hours after after trump's request no already uh, before uh, on monday itself within 24 hours i think it was a 48 yeah, hour ban but before that press conference itself hmm. newspapers had reported that centers mulling revoking the ban because us and brazil had already paid pa- portion of right. it they paid and they had ordered i see So Shekhar Gupta has done a really elaborate um, video on this, where I found it really funny because he was talking about how he loves watching Trump because he's like, "Hamara to deta nahi hai, to dusro ko dekh ke khush ho jao." At least that I was talking. But he kind of explains the chronology, so you can watch that. So what is the? So if, from that, if it's exported, is there going to be a shortage in India? There could be, yeah. That is because a problem, there has right? been some, yeah. But then I guess if you've already but if we are the taken money, no, that doesn't matter. So what happened is when. Uh, because us has offshored all their production to china right yeah, yeah. so when they needed these masks and they needed these uh, ah, pp equipment and everything from their own companies which they own china said no we won't give it to you yeah i mean the shortage point remains that there is a, there may be a shortage and indian i think it's certain indian hospitals have also made an order and they haven't received so that is there but but the act of revoking the ban had happened before that press conference no so for me there are two one is obviously the hcq thing which i you know we don't i we do either you know uh, what uh, what shekhar gupta has written or we don't know what whatever it is i think in if india wants to trade with the us on hcq and brazil that's fine the drug is very easy to make in india is uh, thanks to is being a malaria hotspot is a uh, you know big thing of hcq that's fine what i really look at this as as a real failure of indian democracy uh, sorry diplomacy and modi's foreign policy Modi spent uh, like three, four years wooing this guy, and then at the end of the day, a few hours after he threatens, he pulls, he changes his decision. Now the optics of it, just from the outside, look so egregious that if Modi really wanted to salvage what he, he had done by wooing some, just for keepsake, he would have delayed it by a week. You know. बस लाज रखने के लिए देश की यही बात होगी ऐसे ऐसे ट्रीट करोगे हम लोग को कोई भी आके धमकी दे दे रहा है और हम लोग चार घंटे बाद हम अर्जी दे भी दे रहे हैं ये गलत है ना डू यू प्ले अ गेम ऑफ स्मोक एंड मिरर्स 
वन वीक यू डिले बस मेरा बस यही मेरी बस यही विनती थी एक हफ्ता डिले कर दो भाई वी डोंट लुक सो बैड राइट एक्चुअली फॉर समर होल थिंग For then Trump to just say, "Ah, obviously we'll show them their places a bit." Yeah, it's a bit. Anand, you something. have you want to weigh in on this? You see, uh, the hydroxychloroquine, that is HCQ, is uh, an off-patent and mass-produced drug in in India. Means, uh, uh, and if we go by the spokesperson of uh, Ministry of Health Affairs, in, um, fam- uh, health and family welfare, there is no scarcity as of now, and uh, there is nothing to be worried about in your future but two three things is that uh, first uh, when mr trump says retaliation means retaliation the word has to be dissected means uh, retaliation of say quid pro quo when you will be in some trouble say if, if we develop a vaccine first we would not offer it to you so retaliation of that kind or some other retaliation also with the casual nature of words he uses retaliation uh, needs to be uh, i think not so much uh, taken at face value it could also just cement. be a, it could also just be a mean tweet um uh, the so, sack sad so, so, so second, pathetic second uh, uh, second is that uh, as someone was saying uh, that uh, yes the hindu and the mint uh, also i think Mm, yeah mint and hindu had reported much before uh, the lifting of the ban on the exports that uh, and much before mr trump's uh, press conference that the ban would be lifted so uh, that also uh, means uh, puts question mark of whether it was a, a response to mr trump's threat third is that i am not surprised that even if it was in response to threat because uh, ultimately in international politics even in diplomacy whatever soft power you have the grand welcome you give ultimately as uh, international relations scholar hans mauren thor one of the exponents of the realist school of international affairs says that the national interest national interest has to be the key for the rational actors in international arena and the national interest for mr trump is procuring it and just because of a recent visit and the bond homey he would not sacrifice it so i am not surprised if any it was for that and in mr modi's response if india is adequately stocked of uh, that particular drug is also a kind of national interest because he may be looking for some other concessions and some other procurements from us in the future i see so um on that note i have three mails left Two of them are pretty long. I can't go through all of them, guys. Keep your recommendations ready. I will try to crunch these emails in the basic essence. This one is from Shonak Kulkarni. Shonak says, "Hope you guys are doing well and physically distancing as much as possible." The last time I wrote to you guys, it was to bemoan how healthcare was being neglected by news laundry in the aftermath of the assault on doctors in India. Cut today, more than 150 episodes later, five episodes of Hafta have focused predominantly on healthcare and politics surrounding. It. So well done and kudos. By the way, Shonak, you will see. Several stories also coming up on News Laundry, which are health-related stories, and we have experts in health also, health reporting, right, Raman sir, who yeah. are going to be doing some of those. Yes. So we're going to have a series of health-related stories, and I think in the long term that is going to be one of our focus areas. So you tell us that you're a doctor, and 
in this paragraph you say in these times of sadness and chaos it is but natural that people look for hope even when none exists many are elevating doctors and nurses to warriors at the front line my unpopular opinion none of us signed up to be heroes we're in this field to practice medicine and save lives the best we can but not when politicians and hospital administrators will so casually ask us to risk our own lives by not providing us with the required protective equipment not referring to my own hospital which has luckily had a stellar response but generally we go to work every day hoping to save every life we can all the time being terrified for our patients ourselves and our families the physical and emotional toll of this pandemic is already exhausting and here in dc we are nowhere close to the peak yet during such desperately dark days thank you for bringing joy in my life with your podcast especially hafta and awful and awesome stay safe shonak thanks shonak appreciate it and uh, no your mail doesn't sound too depressing i understand your anguish i understand your angst and i really really value your support and your good wishes to news laundry dheeraj has some feedback and suggestions i would suggest you guys listen to this podcast kiran mazumdar show on who spoke about what's happening with covid-19 research and manufacturing in india uh, you've given us the link to that hopefully you will hear show saying all that india is trying to get done The reason why Germany was so good at testing is because their scientists were ready with testing kits before it became a pandemic in Germany. You've given a link on that. Solution 60 solutions being tried to get a cure. You've given a link on that. Then you go on to say being cynical is good. I am too. I am a skeptic too. I question everything. But how is it that you forgot the one evacuation by Air India before lockdown? You've given a link of that. How is it that you forgot that India responded with lockdowns way before the US or UK? Hell, in the US even now it states going into lockdown not the entire country. Yes there was the migrant worker tragedy and the tablig tragedy if you listen to 981 of npr planet money you will hear the americans bungled their first tests but you are going to give the americans the benefit of doubt aren't you my partner who is a nurse in uk tells me why can't the media also talk about the number of recovered patients every day if not for anything at least to give hope try getting pavan shrinath of the pragati podcast he has brilliant podcasts on public health policy planning etc i'm sure he it will be a joy to your news lonely listeners anyway keep up the good work i know my mail would have meant that i only heard the rants and nothing else this is something i was meaning to point out in the last 3 episodes so that is why you've written this special mention of mehraj thought he was another one from the left his explanation of the dabligi and the two interviews convinced me otherwise his opinions are his own as long as his journalism is factual and accurate <laughs> thank after, you after all john john aa jaane haq ki taqat rabna devi usko himmat you know that song abhinandan regards dheeraj yeah i remember that song i recommended on the hafta once and uh, bimal your mail is almost a thousand words we're going to be carrying it as a piece because you are an epidemiological professional or some epidemiologist uh, so what you have written is a very good explanation so we will tweak it a little in editing our desk will have a look at it send it back to you and we'd like to carry this as a as your opinion piece so dheeraj what you said is true but i do believe i'm i mean the medical everyone's you know playing in the dark but i think this is a bit like saying of course india is corrupt but so is norway but zameen aasman ka farq hai bhai zameen aasman ka farq hai so on that note let's get the recommendations anand could we have yours first uh okay i have two recommendations first is a novel playing by albert camus uh so i am recommending it in the current context because i think it's a narrative revolves around an epidemic uh, of plague in the french colony of algiers and uh, though the fiction has uh, it set in 1940s but the actual uh, say a cholera epidemic had happened in algiers in 19th century 
but uh, apart from the narration of the human responses and the psychological responses to the epidemic in an european country uh, sorry in an african country the philosophical undercurrent there is a tension uh, that comes with absurdity that uh, the inherent meaninglessness and purposelessness of life and man's uh, tireless quest to find a meaning so uh, there is uh, uh, the meaninglessness and meaningful uh, uh, so not meaningful what uh, so meaninglessness and the quest for meaning this philosophical tension between the two that of the problem of absurdity is also there so in a time of a pandemic i think uh, it's a good read uh, and uh, second second is that second is a very general suggestion for listeners of this podcast to listen to say all india radio i think it has the most comprehensive coverage of the covid response uh, the government's response to it also expert opinion the good thing is that they let the experts speak and uh, without uh, say unnecessary interventions and frills and it's frills free so and also you also get a sense of what's being done and what more needs to be done in a 30 minute program or 15 minute bulletins they have also covid related special bulletins so uh, i i also i have a belief that indian civil service in times of crisis in times of calamity be it tsunami or this because man to man it's human capital the, because of the rigorous recruitment through which they come man to man in terms of human capital they are second to none so but i mean but their general efficiency is low in normal times but in times of calamity they do stand up and there are a lot of i think by the end of this epidemic there will be a lot of some exaggerated but some genuine accounts of uh, ias ips officers delivering goods and some do, of those stories they also bring so i think uh, listening to air is a good way to go also about uh, say having a tracking the covid in india yes thank you uh, shoaib your recommendation well one thing that i like to recommend is this korean tv show called kingdom it's it's a very complex what's the genre it's, it's a medieval court drama with zombies in set in korea and uh, it's uh, it's also about a sickness the sickness is being uh, that's what's leading the zombie although that's not why i started watching it it's a very good show i would recommend it for books i don't have much to recommend i'm i'm, I'm personally reading rereading catch 22 because i have no new books in my house and amazon is not delivering books anymore oh lovely book man i enjoyed it so it's much it's a lovely book i love yeah. it yeah, so it uh, i've already read it twice so i'm going to the third time uh, that's about it and uh, for if anybody is falling short of covid uh, material i think rukmani has a very nice you know 5 minute covid uh, wrap up podcast right uh, so I, i i usually find that useful but of course i said there was a lot of sarcasm because i'm sick of reading stuff about covid okay so. <laughs> thank you manisha so one piece by vivek call on news laundry website 16 things you can do to tide over the economic fallout i think there are some really practical things that all of us should start thinking about and i'll pretty like this one point where he says that if uh, spending gives you purpose 
to your life then it's time you rethink <laughs> your habits which <laughs> your is life. so which is so true for so many of us and uh, another piece by jean de reason the indian express today um, a lot of the criticism against people like him is like oh you're always criticizing never giving any uh, solutions he's actually given a good solution to currently dealing with hunger in india so it's an interesting piece two pieces one is uh, we have just published a p uh, report from uh, assam ayan sharma has done it it's about in the kaziranga area where a lot of uh, people who depend on subsidized rations to just to survive 900 quintals of rice have just vanished have been siphoned off so there's a scheme scam and these two activists who blew the whistle on the scam have now been arrested for a case some phony case that was lodged in 2018 mm. so this really gives you a measure of the of the moral the hindi moral moral ki, core of this yeah. of, of this of this society i mean yeah. people who can do this even in the middle of this mm. when people are dying for want of food i mean that's really and sort of related to it it's a little older piece by uh, sanjay shrivastava in it was uh, published on april 1 in the indian express the headline is india's anti covid strategies premised on a mistaken idea and a pretense so he explains why people are going back home uh, the migrant workers from cities even when some people are saying they're being provided food in the cities why are they going back so this is an explanation of why people go home and i particularly like uh, particularly like this one line in it he says the village is the hospice of the city so if you have a migrant worker if you have the poor people in in the city who don't have the support structures i mean when we started out shwaib was saying i mean shwaib is a compared to the migrant workers and everybody else he is a very comfortable person and there are there have been these reports about the billionaires sending their jets to bring their people back uh, children back from abroad so if they even they require this security and safety of families and familiarities of their villages why are people who are rushing to their villages because they don't have anywhere else to be being demonized in this way so he explains this very well and it's a very sensitively written piece and very insightful so i'd recommend that this week sir so this is uh, about uh, an article on abhay an adivasi activist uh, he studied at gnu did his phd in sociology and he was an upcoming adivasi activist and uh, the article is by aniket aga and chitrangda choudhury it's really beautiful i mean i wasn't much aware of this boy but the kind of protest that he you know came up with in uh, areas of jharkhand chatisgarh the one of uh, his protest was poop protest uh, so he really i mean uh, you know rallied all these adivasis in those areas and uh, unfortunately he died Uh, at the age of 43 so the article is in memoriams sociologist and activist abhay and uh, second is uh, this uh, netflix tevez carlos tevez mm. that footballer mm. yes so there's a beautiful you know serial on him uh, argentina oh, really? spanish yes beautiful he had a very tough childhood so in every uh, you know episode he comes fast So this is a uh, you know uh, a television series called Apache on the life of uh, Carlos Tevez mm. and that is only the his childhood the picture is just about his childhood mm. and his grooming into a you know Football footballer player. beautiful a lot of these big big players especially from south america they came from this very poor mm. background mm. I mean Messi I mean there's this legend that he used to play on the streets of Rosario He didn't have anywhere to go. Even Neymar, for example, he came from very also. yeah, very poor families. Or Rivaldo. And then they became yeah. superstars. I think that is something that I I keep telling 
you know my niece and nephews ever want to i said to be extend that level you have to have a hunger that you guys don't have if you are that comfortable you will never have that hunger always told my children always if you if you have to be dying to survive your survival has to depend on it and which is why i i think there is a certain kind of and i'm seeing it more and more in our class in the more comfortable class there is a hunger a single mindedness is looked down upon that why can't you be a nice person i say if you have chosen to do something well do it well at any cost and i don't think that is something that is emphasized enough i think only circumstances if they throw you in that situation then then people go that which is why it's very rare that you see a middle class person doing well i think there's also a socio cultural aspect to it i mean in cultures like that for example if you are going to school and then you spend a lot of time playing football mm. you are encouraged you're yeah. not like this yeah, in india be. even if you are whichever family you come from mm. you are going to school and you spend like half an hour on football or whatever you'll be cursed yeah, because you, that's not supposed to be the way out of exactly. whatever well i have two recommendations and both are related to covid but i you know every week i i just suggest the same thing i think the bbc's started a special covid podcast it's daily it tells you what's happening and i learn so much from that i highly recommend you know you listen to it it can be anything from 20 to 30 35 minutes you know whether it was you know what the scientific breakthroughs have been the scientific politics of the bureaucracy in belgium because of the eu two scientists quit or this one particular scientist quit he's saying that tumhare sath to kaam karne useless hai two political fallouts and the other is npr planet money and also the indicator the new podcast not new but later than planet money which gives you the economic fallout of what's going to happen and i think both of these if you just listen to both these podcasts one of them is a daily the other one i think every alternate day you get a very good idea of where we are heading in this world on that note i'd like to thank everybody on the panel i'd like to thank all of you who subscribe and pay to keep news free because without you we would not survive i encourage you to come to newslaundry.com go to the top right hand corner and click and pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served when advertisers pay advertisers serve we've been saying that forever and i do believe that we also have an nlcna project give to that and if you have any feedback write to us at contact@newslaundry.com i repeat contact@newslaundry.com share your feedback only subscriber emails will be read out the others will be observed <laughs> <laughs> thank you okay What thanks guys what song are you uh, suggesting yeah and i leave you with this song to uplift your spirits a little bit because there's enough depressing shit all around andar se koi bahar na ja sake socho kabhi aisa ho to kya ho socho kabhi aisa ho to kya ho hum tum कमरे में बंद हो और चाबी खो जाए कमरे में बंद हो और चाबी खो जाए laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. 
to catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.